Welcome to This Week Health Community. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16 hospital system and creator of This Week Health, a set of channels dedicated to keeping health IT staff current and engaged. Today, we have an interview in action from the 2023 fall conferences of Chime in San Antonio and Health in Las Vegas. And we want to thank our show sponsors who are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. And they are Olive, Rubric, Trellix, Medigate, and F5. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com. And here we go. Here we are, another interview in action, live from the Health 2022 conference in Las Vegas. And we're in the InterSystems booth, and we're with Don Woodlock, Vice President of Healthcare Solutions. That is correct. What, Hello, what, is, what does that really mean? Is that, is that a, what's your role? So I run our healthcare solutions business here, basically, which is a couple product lines. Track Care, which is an outside the US EMR, uh, and a prod, an integration product line called HealthShare. So those two are mine. Yeah. InterSystems, we're going to talk about HealthShare. Great. Because my, my audience is predominantly healthcare providers in the states. Awesome. Now, HealthShare has been around for a while now. Yeah, about 15 years. 15 years. Yep. yep. How, how has it evolved? I mean, when we, at St. Joe's, okay. when we first implemented sure. it, we were essentially pulling in all this data from all these disparate sources. Yep. yep. We were trying to deliver metrics back out to our clinically integrated yes. network. Yep. And the data quality was a challenge. Yes. The data governance was a problem. Yes. And then getting the data back out to the workflow. Yes. That's what I remember. 10 years ago. Yes, that's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, so how has it evolved? Yeah, so we still do that as a foundation. So we'll pull data from all the different data sources. We'll aggregate it. We'll normalize it. We'll duplicate it and kind of integrate it into a nice data model. The data model itself has evolved to have more data sources. So not just clinical data, but claims data, social determinants data, those kinds of things. So you have a more holistic picture from a data aggregation point of view. And then we present it as a viewer and we integrate that viewer into the clinician experience. So we've done a lot more work with integration back into the workflow from those days so we can embed right within the Epic frame, right within the Cerner frame or Athena Healthcare so you can see that unified care record. But we can also do notifications, alerts, outbound transactions, you know, do other sorts of things to sort of get the benefit of that flow of information to the caregiver so he or she kind of knows what's going on with their patients. Well, and that was one of the things we were using it for is we had Everyone said, well, if you get all the EHR data together, you're good. Yeah. But there was so much other data we wanted to work with yeah, yeah, in correct. order to really deliver on our population health objectives. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Things. yeah. I mean, claims data is really critical. There are things that you find out in the claims process, like leak from a CIN point of view, leakage and other activity that the patient has, that if you can get access to that holistic claims experience, those sorts of things, then you know what's more about what's going on with your patients. So I'm going to go in the direction of talking about use cases and that kind of stuff. Sure. Uh, we have a test your fire knowledge behind us. Yes. Back in the day, we what we envisioned was a set of APIs on top of this data set yes. and start to create applications on it. Correct. And now you're using fire as well. Talk to me about those capabilities, the capabilities of writing new applications, new services on top of it. Sure. So we integrate that data together. We present it in a viewer, as I described, but we also present it as a fire gateway, basically. So you can get the entire patient record or part of the record, the last two years of lab tests or whatever, by making REST requests to this fire gateway. So we have customers that have built applications on top of this. 
So two examples would be one of our customers in New York and New Jersey area built their whole kind of patient experience framework on top of Fire, basically, on top of this HealthShare data. So they're doing kiosks, they're doing a mobile app, they're doing a portal, kind of all built by them, but leveraging the data. And the data to their application developers just looks like Fire requests. Why would they do that? I mean, I know the answer to this. Yeah. I'm going to ask you anyway. So yeah, the, go ahead. Why would they do that instead of doing it on top of the EHR itself? Well, there, in their there, case, there are some sure, APIs and sure. In their case, they had outside data that they wanted to integrate in as well to this patient experience. So their whole CRM system and the EMR system and the POP Health system are all brought together in HealthShare in this case. And the experience that they wanted to have with their patients really was enabled by the data from all three systems. That's fascinating. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. And it's it's just it's just a great new world now that you can kind of get the data out of your various systems, put it in a place, build applications, innovate in a way that ten years ago you would have a hard time hard time doing. And really at this point it's just your imagination is the limitation. I mean sure. because if we one of the things we're always talking about is we can't clean up the data. The data's too unruly to work yes. with and those kind yeah. of things. But now it's it, in turn I mean it, really you you open up the entire canvas to, to work with. Is, I mean, oh, go ahead. The reality is, there's still work to do on data quality. I, always. You know what I mean. Always. So, so I, I won't, I won't yeah, uh, mislead not, you. It's not a magic bullet. No, <laughs> I know it's, that. But, we, but we it's a better, on. it's a better world, I think, in terms of kind of the flow of information and those kinds of things. All right, we'll get back to our show in just a minute. We have a webinar coming up on December 7th, and I'm looking forward to that webinar. It is on how to modernize the data platform within healthcare, the modern data platform within healthcare, and I'm really looking forward to the conversation. We just recorded five pre-episodes for that, and so they're going to air on Tuesday and Thursdays leading up to the episode, and we have a great conversation about the different aspects, different use cases around the modern data platform and how agility becomes so key and data quality and all those things. So great conversation, looking forward to that. Wednesday, December 7th at one o'clock, love to have you join us. We're going to have health system leaders from Memorial Care and others, CDW is going to have some of their experts on the show as well. So check that out. You can go to our website, thisweekhealth.com. Top right hand corner, you'll see the upcoming webinars. Love to have you be a part of it. If you have a question coming into it, one of the things we do is we collect the questions in the sign up form because we want to make sure that we incorporate that into the discussion. So hope to see you there. Now back to the show. Is there anything around AI models and machine learning in terms of layering stuff on top of your data sets? Because one of the challenges we're having with implementing AI models on top of the data is a data quality problem. I think data quality has to be this high, let's say, if you're a human looking at a chart. Right. But it has to be higher when you get into analytics, machine learning, and those sorts of things, because you don't have the human brain able to sort of digest different ways of putting the same thing. So I think the data quality bar is actually rising even higher as we all try and put the data to use in analytics, research, machine learning, those kinds of things. So we appreciate customers that really value data and value having it be nice and clean because we kind of specialize in the technologies that allow that. That's fantastic. But I, but I do think that AI and ML, I'm not sure they're really going to take off outside of radiology, let's say, where they're working radiology until the data is... Administrative. Yeah, 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 yeah. Until the data gets a little bit 
little bit cleaner. I, I just think that, that that's a necessary it's step. It takes a little bit of time. Yeah. Don, I want to thank you for your time. Yeah, sure. Nice to see you again. Another great interview. I want to thank everybody who spent time with us at the conferences. I love hearing from people on the front lines, and it is phenomenal that they have taken the time to share their wisdom and experience with the community, which is greatly appreciated. We also want to thank our channel sponsors one more time who invest in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. They are Olive, Rubric, Trellix, Medigate, and F5. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.